चरण सरोज रज निच बन पुकर सुधारी बर नो रघुबर बिबल जसू जो दायक फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जानिके सुबिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि बेतिया देहु बोई हर हु कलेश बिकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीसति हु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल दामा अंजनि पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महावीर बिक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवार सुमति के संगी कंजन मरण बिराज सुबेसा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ बज्र और ध्वजा बिराजे काधी मुझ जने साजे शंकर सुमन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजगबंदन विद्यावाद गुरी अति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरि सियही दिखावा बिकट रूप धरि लग जरावा भीम रूप धरि असुर सवारी राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवन लखन जियाए श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाए रघुपति की धी बहुत बड़ाई तो बिय भर तही सब भाई सहस बदर तुभ रोजस गावे अस कही श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सदगादिक भ्रमादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जब कुबेर दिग पाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीधा राम बिलाये राजपत दीना तुम रो मत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जोग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु बोत्रिका बैली मुख बाही जल्दी लागी गए अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे ते ते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बेनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज सभारो आपे तीनो लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा चपत निरतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे मन क्रम बचन ध्यान जो लावे सप पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुभारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु सत्य के तुम रखवारी असुर निकन राम दुलारी अष्ट सिद्धि नव निधि के दाता अस्बर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम्हरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हरे भजन राम को पावे जनब जनब के दुख बिसरावे अत काल रघुबर पुर जाई जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाई 
और देवता चित्त धर ही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख कर ही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बधि महासुख होई जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा हो सिद्ध साकी गौरीसा तुलसीदास सदारी चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय बहडेरा की जय नाथ हृदय बहडेरा पवतरे संकट हरन मंगल रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय उमापति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सतर की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण देर आर टाइम्स वेर यू जस्ट वॉन्ट टू बी क्वाइट एट थिंक अबाउट वट एक्चुअली द स्क्रिप्चर्स आर आस्किंग फॉर वेर वी थिंक ऑफ एट श्रीमद भागवत महापुराण वज गिवेन टू वेद व्यास जी और राधो was given to brabaji in only four verses they talked about the bhaya they talked about the world they talked about the creation and they talked about the creator but those four verses were not enough for us to understand the essence of what that divine is the essence of what this divide that i am is adjust so that we understand we are able to comprehend we are able to evolve our greatest sages and buddhis they kept writing and explaining and narrating writing and explaining and narrating again and again with every new era a new sage appeared our scriptures evolve evolve with time evolve with the need evolve with people they are not stagnant they don't stick every time we have a shankaracharya a vivekanand a kripacharya so many of them coming and telling us the knowledge of that divide it is simplest possible way yet at the end it is still difficult to comprehend and understand and many a times we listen but are we able to internalize it if we are able to internalize it are we actually able to put it into action नहीं होता इट इज नॉट दैट ईजी बट देवर सेट इट इज द स्टोरी जस्ट जस्ट केम यस्टरडे अबाउट द डेफिडल्स रियली टचड माई हार्ट द स्टोरी गोज दैट देवर दिस डोटर हु रियली 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 वॉन्टेड अ मदर टू कम टू हर टाउन टू सी सम डेफिडल्स द मदर वॉज वेरी बिजी and the road was a bit hazy so she never made the dry drive but eventually she came and the drive was pretty dangerous according to her because it was the visibility levels were low and so she told her daughter that i've made it here i am more than happy to see you and my grandchildren 
I don't want to go and see the daffodils. The road is too dangerous, but the daughter insisted. She said, there is something so magnificent, mother. You'll miss it if you don't see it. It's only a 20 minutes drive from our house and I'm used to driving in these terrains because it is always like this. Come with me. And the daughter insisted and took her mother to see a wonder. And when they went in towards the opening and saw a hill, what did they see? They saw rivers and rivers of swaying colorful daffodils as if somebody had painted the mountains into green, blue, yellow, golden, red, and all the beautiful colors flowing down the mountain like a you know, gush of rivers of different, different colors. And those were the daffodils. Thousands and thousands of daffodils. They covered it. And it was spectacular. Now this mother stood there. She was overawed. She said, such beauty? Oh my goodness. It is as if the Lord came down and painted the mountains. Who did this? And the daughter smiled and says, this miracle. Come, I'll show you who did this. I'll show you. And she took her mother towards a little small house in the middle of the spectacular, you know, spectacular beauty of the daffodils. And at the entrance, the lady had written, I know what you have come to ask. She said, I did it. It took me 40 to 50 years. Yes, I did it one bud at a time. I planted one seed after another, after another at a time. I did it single-handedly with these two hands and two feet. I'm not an extraordinary person. And yes, and then she mentions, I think there are some 500,000 or more daffodils planted over there. It heads the spectacular vision. 40 to 50 years of tireless effort. And this mother said, had I started something like this, what would I have been able to accomplish? And the daughter said, start now. Start now. What really touched me is 40 to 50 years of consistent effort of planting one seed after another. And now the spectacular vision of beautiful landscape. What was this lady thinking? What did she have in this mind? What did she want out of this? The thing is, she did not want anything. That is what kept her going. Had she wanted recognition or name or applaud, she would have stopped because recognition, name, applaud, they are very temporary. People will applaud, people will debate. And if we put our locus of control outside, we cannot accomplish such a task. It takes relentless effort day in, day out for not only weeks and months but years. With such kind of a spectacular masterpiece is created, it is not for others. It is not for the sense gratification. It is for the self. It becomes a meditation. It becomes a tapasya. It is done when you fall in love with a journey. You just love to do something. You just f- find that magnificent bliss when that task is being done. Because you don't wait for what people will say or what the result would be. People were never important. The result was never what she seeked. It was the task it had that she loved. And this is something we all have to 
entered our lives sooner or later if we want to accomplish anything worth achieving in this world. Chup-chap, silently keep working. This lady who planted the daffodils or that artist who painted on the walls of those magnificent churches or those who made a sculpture who no one knows about till it was done and discovered and only the sculpture or the art remained neither the artist was visible nor was this lady who planted the daffodils when you dissolve into your art when you dissolve into your work when you just become one with what you are doing that is when a masterpiece is going to come out and this happens when the need for external motivation or appreciation totally disappears this is something we have to think about analyze what we are doing we all have tasks at hand right we could be a mother tending to her child or a doctor tending to a patient or an architect constructing something amazing or a storyteller like me a kathavachak narrating or an athlete or a student why are you doing what you are doing what is the purpose question question at question what is the purpose of your study what is the purpose of your tending to the house what is the purpose of you working at the organization what is the purpose of your art what is the purpose of your sport what is the purpose of your very existence is your existence based on external appreciation do you exist because the other people say you exist or you exist irrespective of the fact that you are noticed or not most of the greatest artworks most of the greatest structures have been applauded a lot later after the person who made it was long gone now they don't even know who did it but does the person care no that was never the objective until the objective is external appreciation external applaud or return in any kind be it marks or for a parent that the children reciprocates and takes care of them when they grow up you will not create a masterpiece kabhi ho hi nahi sakta till you are there and the need for external recognition is there you will never make a masterpiece be it a child or a piece of art be it your studies or be it you yourself why because a lot of energy gets dissipated huh and you are not acting at your full potential how do you act at your full potential when you lose focus of what is around you aaju baaju kuch bacha hi nahi bae aur mera kaam at that time the entire energy is diverted toward whatever you have and had not only this that i is god right when you empty yourself of the i the universe the power of the universe the power of the divine starts working through you and then arabhanucharya comes up yes and then aryabhat comes up and then come up a lot of great veteran warriors or artists where the eye disappears the divine appears and the divine can appear in any form he can be a 
beautiful canvas on the wall. He can be those gardens of daffodils flowing like a river. He can be a story so well narrated that tears fall down your eyes. Or it could be that athlete who accomplish, who accomplishes the unaccomplished. And it can only happen when that I disappears. And this is exactly what Vishwamitra or Vishwarath did not understand. First, for vengeance, he started on the path. But the true knowledge that what Vashisht had, even the material world wealth of the world could not give him. And hence, just like one drops a piece of dirt, he dropped his entire kingdom and walked the path of Vashisht. However, he had that feeling of revenge in his mind. He wanted to take revenge. He wanted to destroy Vashisht. So his tapas was strong. His penance was strong because he knew that this is the right path. See, when there is a doubt, again, we cannot accomplish. Only the doubtless, full of faith, can accomplish. Why? Again, you are dissipating your energy. It's a simple thing. It is all about the energy we put in. The minute we doubt, the energy gets dissipated, the effort gets less. Now Vishwarath had no doubt that this was the right path. What was the right path? The path of the divine was the right path. He had no doubt whatsoever. He had seen it. He actually felt it. He lived it. He knew. See, he experienced it. Most of us have not experienced it. And that is the mistake we make as parents or our parents who shield us too much. They don't let us experience. They say learn from our experience. Don't do this. That will hurt you. Don't do that. That will hurt you. This is the right way. And then there is no experience. And when there is no experience for the self, there is no conviction in the path. Over here, Vishwarath had an experience which was beyond noble. And hence, his conviction made the power of his tapas very strong. So first he summoned Shivji. Again, he went to Guru Vashisht, dissipated all his powers. But he realized that Guru Vashisht still had something more. He was a Brahmarishi. Again, he went back into penance. This time, the devas, the Idradev and all the devas became so scared that he would take over heaven. Now, this is very, very important. He would take over heaven. So, they sent the Afsara and then he got engrossed in his family world. He was taken away from the path and he became engrossed again in Maya. When he realized, again he went back into tapas. This time, they sent another Apsara, but he was able to conquer Kaab and he destroyed that Apsara. But again he realized, oh my God, I have turned her into stone. What about my anger? I have not been able to control my anger. And that feeling of vengeance that I want to destroy Vashisht Guru was still there. Again and again he tried. Sometimes it was the gods who came. This time there was no anger. When he had completed his tapasya and he sat down to have a morsel of rice or so, Indra disguised himself into a sage and came and begged. And Guru Vishwamitra gave away his portion to Idra, knowing that Idra had disguised, yet he did not get angry. Again, 
he sat back into his tapas again he sat back into his tapas then what happened after that there are cases where there were kings who guru vashisht and vishwamitra both wanted as their disciple so now this king however got into a brawl with a sage now the sage cursed him and he became a chandal and he went and ate away guru vashisht's sons and then later he offered uh, and uh, you know bad food to the sages and again he was cursed and goes the story again guru vashisht was a part of the story and guru vishwamitra wanted to show guru vashisht down so he took the king he supported the king again in the process his entire power got diminished and then again these things kept happening so the problem was that he would do a lot of penance because he had conviction on the path but he would use up all the good because he was vengeful every time he would gather all the power he would dissipate it again and it went on for a very long time there is this story he says that once when he was sitting at tapasya raja harishchandra was in the jungle and while he was in the jungle he heard a cry he heard a cry and he started chasing a disguised person again it was all done as a cosmic leela and raja harishchandra started chasing 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 this person into the jungle he reached where Guru Vishwamitra was doing his tapas and because of all the commotion and everything Guru Vishwamitra got disturbed and when he got disturbed he told Raja Harishchandra that you have disturbed my tapas I'll curse you Raja Harishchandra I'm apologetic I made a mistake there was some maya there was some it was a conspiracy I do not know please forgive me however I know I have created and committed a big sin because you should never disturb the tapasya of a learned sage he said you can ask for anything in return and i will give you vishwamitra said anything in return raja harishchandra said yes anything in return saying that vishwamitra said okay i'll come some day and he vanished raja harishchandra went back to his castle and there was some that dakshina and the yagna which was going to be performed for which radha harishchandra was preparing at that time vishwamitra came and said you had told me that you'll give me anything radha harishchandra said yes guruji tell me what do you want i can give you land i can give you cattle i can give you whatever you want you want villages or palaces anything that you need you want sabagri for your yagdas whatever is needed i committed a crime i gave you my word and hence i am going to fulfill it however vishwamitra knew that raja harishchandra was the disciple of guru vashisht and guru vashisht how because raja harishchandra trishanku they all belong to the ikshvaku clan and all the ikshvakus have their guru as vashisht so over here he said no 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 I don't want such small things. I want everything that you own. Raja Harishchandra looked at Guru Vishwamitra and with a smile he said, "Okay. So if you want everything that I own, I will give you everything that you that I own. The land, the palaces." He said, "Not only that. I want everything in your palaces also. Each and everything that you own, your jewelry, your wardrobe, your clothes, everything that belongs to you, your money, everything. He gave up everything. Shavya or Taravati his wife and Rohit was standing next to him and Raja Harishchandra he said, "Okay, get me some water." He took the water in his hand and he swore that he is handing over everything to Vishwamitra. But Vishwamitra was not happy he said you cheat 
You've not given me everything. Raja Harishchandra stood there with only what he was wearing, only what his wife was wearing, only what his son was wearing. And he said, Great sage, I've given you everything that I have. I have nothing else but what I have on my... Oh, he said. So be it. He changed into the rough clothes which were given to them by Vishwamitra, all three of them. And they handed over each and everything which they were wearing. And dressed in that rough, uncomfortable fabric that they were wearing, they stood there saying, we have given you everything now. Is it okay? Now we will leave. They were about to leave at that time. Vishwamitra stopped them again. Raja Harishchandra looked at Vishwamitra and he said, I have given you everything that I owed. We have nothing of our own. Tell us, what else can we do for you, Guru? No sign of anger, no sign of hatred, no thought of being cheated in his mind. Such was Raja Harishchandra. And Vishwamitra said, Where is my Dakshida? Raja Harishchandra said, I have given you everything that I owed. Everything. Dakshida? I have nothing as Dakshida to give you. Vishwamitra said, You cheat. Such a big yagna you have done. You gave away everything that you had and now you are saying there is no Dakshida. If you tell me that there is no Dakshida, your yagna is not complete and you have not kept your word, what kind of Harishchandra are you? Oh, no, no, no. I will keep my word. What do you want as Dakshida? He said, I want hundred gold coins. Hundred gold coins? I don't have a single piece of gold on me. But I promise, by the end of today, I will try and arrange hundred gold coins for you, Guru. Let me go, let me go and figure it out. And they started walking. Everybody was standing watching. Suddenly, the riches and the wealth and the palace shrunk. They shrunk and they looked so small in front of the great aura of Harishchandra. The great aura, the great heart, the great vision. And he started walking away. The king of the world walking on a hot road without any slippers, any footwear. His son who was cajoled always was walking behind him and behind him his wife Shavya who had never lifted a heavy thing. Now she is walking barefooted on the hot surface. And slowly they reached out of the palace and the city and they started wondering, how on earth will I give hundred coins to Kuru Vishwamitra? I cannot. He started wondering. Tarabati looked at him and Rohit looked at him and he said, it's okay. I will take the blame on me. You don't have to worry. I will tell him that I was unable to do anything. I failed. I failed. And let the world know me as a person who could not keep my words. But it is okay. You and our son will be saved. The burden and the pop or the deed, the negative deed that is accounted to will come to me, not to both of you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I am going to accept defeat and I am going to say I could not fulfill my words. At that time, his wife, Shavya, looked at him and he said, Look at yourself, Raja Harishchandra. Is this who you are supposed to be? A person who does not keep his words? No, you are not that person. You are the great Raja Harishchandra. How can you say such things? No, no, no. Listen, look at me. I am here. My son is here. You can sell us and get the money. But no matter what, you are not allowed to break your word. Raja Harishchandra looked at his wife. With tears in his eyes, he turned around, went to the center and said, I am selling my wife 
She'll work for you. Add by sad. For whatever can be offered. And people came. There was a bid. And she was sold. The queen of the universe. Queen of the world. Sold for a few gold coins. But there was no sorrow in her eyes. She looked at her husband. And he said, farewell. And she walked away with her bidder. And a few more gold coins for Rohit. But yet, he was 25 gold coins short. And Vishwamitra appeared. Raja Harishchandra said, I have 75 gold coins. The day has still not ended. Give me some time. I will accumulate the other 25 and then I'll call you Guru. Please forgive me for this delay. And he stood at the center stage. He said, I am ready to sell myself and I promise that I'll do my best for the person who employs me. I'll never let any loss come to him. I will never cheat him. I'll keep myself healthy so that I can serve him for the maximum part of my life. Please take me at that time. Came a chandal. And he gave 25 gold coins. And put his rotten dushala over Raja Harishchandra. Raja Harishchandra was sold for 25 gold coins. At that time, Vishwamitra came. And Raja Harishchandra handed over the coins and did a dandavat pradam saying here guru I have fulfilled my word it started serving at the chandals what he got was a little rice a coin and a cloth but he did his best he served day and night he would stand there watching the fire burn body of the deceased. The skin started burning because of the flame. But somehow, there was this joy in his eyes. Sitting there, next to the crematory, next to the body's big bird, he had learned more than he had ever learned in his entire life. There was a different kind of a peace in him. There was a different kind of awareness. There was a different kind of enlightenment. When one day, he saw a lady with her son walking in. And this lady was frantic. She was weeping. She said, I lost my son. A snake bit my son. Please, I need to do his cremation. Can you please help me? He said, yes, I can. Give me one bag of rice. And one gold coin, and then I will do the needful. And the lady started crying. She said, I have nothing on me. I don't have a coin. I don't have rice. I don't have a cloth. Please, please, please. And then while she was crying, through her tears, she looked at Raja Harishchandra and recognized her to be her husband. She said, this is your son. And Raja Harishchandra recognized his wife, the once beautiful queen had withered away like a rose petal. Oh, it was her son, their son. Raja Harishchandra weeped and weeped and weeped. And he said, I'm sorry. I cannot do the cremation. I am bound by my words. I work for my master. I am a slave now. I can give away. I get three-fourths of the rice. I get... A little bit of the rice, not three-fourths. A little bit of the rice. Don't give that. Don't give the cloth. But the coin and half the rice you'll have to give. Tarabati had nothing. She was about to turn away. Raja Harishad refused to do the cremation of his own son because he had given his word to his order. He turned away and he was walking away. But suddenly, Vishwamitra appeared. 
He said, leave it. Your curse is over. I've, I give you everything that you owed back. Raja Harishchandra. Raja Harishchandra said, what use is it? I have lost my wife and my son. When I refused to do the cremation, she walked into the burning fire with my son. I don't owe you responsible, but I don't want anything anymore. It is all yours. No, no, no. Don't cry. Look back. And what did he see? He saw Shavya and Rohit standing there, smiling. He smiled. And then Vishwamitra said, Here it is, your kingdom. Go back. Serve. Become the king again. He said, No, no, I can't. I've given my word to my owner. Even if you give me everything back, I can't take it. And I cannot become a king again. He said, Don't become a king. You are such a great soul, said Vishwamitra. And Brahma and Indra, all of them came down. You can ascend to heaven with your body. He said, I do not want to ascend to heaven with my body. I have given up my word. I've given my word. And hence, I can't. And at that time, when he turned back, what did he see? He saw that the person who had bought him, the owner of the cremation ground, was nobody else but Yab himself. Through this, they said, see, the chariots are waiting. Why don't you ascend to heaven right now? But now Raja Harishchandra said, I do not want to ascend to heaven. Instead, what I will do is, all the good deed that I have gathered, each and every bit of my good deed, I would like to distribute it to all the people in my kingdom. He not only distributed his wealth or gave away his wealth to Vishwamitra without a sound of an ouch, but he gave away all his punya karma, all his good deeds to all the people of his kingdom. At that time, the heavens, they say, showered flowers. Such was Raja Harishchandra. Such was his greatness. Such was his glory. To keep his word, he gave away everything. And when he gained all the good deeds, he gave away those also to each and every individual that was present in his kingdom. Vishwamitra saw this. He was awed. By this mere spectacle, something twisted and turned in Vishwamitra's heart. He went back to his tapas without any desire this time. The only desire was to know the Lord, to know the Lord and to know the Lord. He realized that Raja Harishchandra had taught him one of the most important lessons and the lesson was that to ascend or to become one with the Lord, the balance has to be zero. The good deeds and the bad deeds all have to be left here only. Yes, this is something which is very important for us to understand when we have reached this point in Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran. This is the ninth book, the tenth book is where Krishna Leela starts and to understand Sri Krishna what has to be zero. Yes, no negative, no positive. Because when I have negativity in me, there is this negative ego, right? That I, okay, fine, negativity. But when there is positivity, again there is an ego, ego of good deeds. That is also not needed. So everything has to be given away. Greatest devotees like Sutikshta, all of them, they gave away all their Pudya deeds to Sri Ram. He said, all the Pudya that we have gathered, by all the tapasya that we have done, we offer it back to you, O Lord. May you 
take all the good deeds also may you be the owner of all by punya also i don't even want this who am i now raja harishchandra realized that he was neither the doer nor the receiver so with that thought in his mind it was very easy for him to firstly give everything that he owed away and secondly to give even his good deeds away the problem with us is time and again we feel that we are the doers we are the achievers the result has to be ours the applause has to be ours without the wish of the lord we cannot even take a second breath without the wish of the lord we cannot even blink our eye again without his will we cannot even open our eyes how are we the doers this is known as the karta bhav and what thing which is very difficult to lose is the karta bhav it is easy to give it is easy to share but thinking that i am not the giver and i am not the donor and i am not the one who is sharing somebody is acting through me is very difficult raja harishchandra you know what he did over here trishanku was his ancestor right was his father trishanku wanted to go with his body to heaven over here harishchandra was offered to go with his body to heaven he refused it he nullified the evil deed evil thought evil desire that was there in his ancestors and that is why we always say that one generation after the other generation can purify even the sins of the ancestors we are but a subtotal of our lineage and that is the reality and over here guru vashisht and vishwamitra they say had a brawl also they turned into birds and they fought because uh vishwamitra had actually made raja harishchandra go through a lot of trouble he suffered a lot without food and water but at the end vishwamitra learned the biggest of lessons he went back to his tapasya and it is said that ultimately the power of his tap was so 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 high that the three worlds were getting destroyed at that time brahma himself appeared and he said from now on you will be known as the brahma rishi because all the vices all the vastas all the vrittis have been burned in the fire of your tapas but such a thing was said vishwamitra got up he was now the brahmarishi everybody declared him to be the brahmarishi brahmarishi is the highest the knower of the god but he said i want guru vashisht to call me a brahmarishi till guru vashisht calls me a brahmarishi i will not think of myself to be one the brahma ji said i cannot force anybody to call you what you want but from our side you are a brahma rishi and at that time he thought that this vashisht is so evil that no matter what he is not giving it to me he is not letting me become a brahma rishi he wants to be the only greatest sage in the world what a kind of a sage he is how can he be the owner of the title of a brahma rishi such thoughts were going on in vishwamitra's mind suddenly again when all had gone he got the title and this thought came again at that time aruddhiti came to vashisht aruddhiti is vashisht's wife she came to him and said why don't you say from your mouth that he is a brahmarishi he said i won't i can't till i am he cannot be a brahmarishi at this news flew and it reached vishwamitra he said if that is so let it be if he thinks till he is there i cannot be declared a brahmarishi today i will kill him i will destroy vashisht vashisht would remain any more and thinking of this he went to 
Guru Vashisht Ashram. He was hiding behind a tree and Guru Vashisht and Aroditi Ma were having a conversation. When Guru Vashisht started explaining, he said, Listen, I really, really care for Vishwamitra. Whatever has conspired between us was just the Leela of the Lord. It was for His elevation. He is needed for the Ram Avtar. He is going to be a great Guru. I don't despise Him at all. But He has to get rid of that ego that is there in Him. That I. It is not me. It is I. And when Guru Vashisht was appreciating Vishwamitra in spite of the fact that he had destroyed hundreds of sons and so much of mayhem was caused, so much of agony and jealousy, so much of harm to his disciple. Vishwamitra had tears in his eyes. He said, what a great soul Guru Vashisht is. And saying this, he fell at the feet of Guru Vashisht. For the first time, Guru Vishwamitra fell at the feet of Guru Vashisht and he said, forgive me, from now on I take you to be my Guru. You are far more superior than I am. You are the greatest. The minute Vishwamitra said this, that I am, I, the ego, disappeared. When he had the courage to bow his head in front of Guru Vashisht. At that time, Guru Vashisht said, You have become a Brahmarishi. But now, it did not matter anymore to Vishwamitra. These titles, these recognitions, how do they matter? And that is what made him the great Vishwamitra. His journey from vengeance to surrender, his journey purified him. The more he did not care, the more he did not want, the more he was given. The bigger his heart became, the bigger his love for others became, the more power was rendered. As he dissolved his own identity, so the identity of the divine took place in his very being. And he became the knower of Brahman. Brahmarishi Guru Vishwamitra. This beautiful journey of Vishwarat to Vishwamitra is something we have to hold very close to our heart. The sooner we understand that it is not what we take but what we give it is not what we have, but what we share. It is not how much we are appreciated, but how much we appreciate. Makes all the difference. Raja Harishadra is not known because he was the greatest king or because of his positions. Raja Harishadra became Raja Harishadra when he gave up all his possessions. When his child was pleading for water and milk, yet this king has nothing to offer. When his wife was pleading and begging that her child be cremated, he refused because it was not his decision to make. This makes us bow low in front of Raja Harishchitra. Vishwamitra had the capacity to trade Sri Ram. He gave all his powers, all the tabbal to Sri Ram. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years of tapasya. And when Sri Ram came and they had gone to destroy Tadka, at that time, without any hesitation, 
this divide guru gave away all his punya gave away all his power for the betterment of this world to shri ram not a doubt not a sense of anger he could have destroyed the demons himself right why did he because that would incur pap he was not his duty to do that but he gave away all the power to the one who was entitled to do it he did not care whether he was being given the credit or somebody else our scriptures tell us that divide people great accomplishments and the greatest of contributors are mostly unknown we will realize that people who have made the greatest of contributions to our lives and the world are those we do not even know about and that is the way forward for us to become that give up every bit of that me give up every bit of that i give up every bit of your existence and when we fade away gradually and slowly that divide appears this is what really touched my heart be it the defodil story or raja harishchandra story or the story of vishwamitra or the story of the rice picker but being instructed for 20 years all he did was pick rice nobody knew him anymore nobody called him by his name so but so that he even forgot what his name was it 20 years later when he was looking for a successor the guru did not go to his disciples who knew who had the knowledge or who were known he went looking for this rice picker who was unknown why because he had forgotten the presence of his very own existence ho sakta hai kya that he was crowd the successor that we that that is where we totally blossom at that the fragrance fills the world such is the knowledge of our scriptures and if we act with this point of view this point in our mind would the world become a better place what are actions become miracles what are accomplishments become legendary but for such great accomplishments the accomplisher has to dissolve himself and only the accomplishment is left and the accomplisher fades away then only then will the truth shine this is possible it can happen practice 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 to just fade away the background practice to just be practice to just be still at that see the darts of the divide appear at front of your eyes
जय श्री कृष्ण श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरि बुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरि बुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरि बुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरि बुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 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 राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की जय बोलो हनुमान की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान